Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 29 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 32, The Sweet Stuff. And on today's episode, we're spooning up the facts on sugar. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, So on this episode, we are talking all things sugar, but we're not here to villainize sugar and cause fear because, you know, we all eat sugar. Um, Our goal is to educate and create awareness. So I love uh, starting with random fun facts. So Sugar is actually one of the world's oldest documented commodities and has been making life sweeter since 8,000 BCE. Um, And of course, you know, we know that sugar is a key ingredient in the treats that we enjoy in moderation, but it also has so many functions that go beyond just adding sweetness to foods. Um, it's, It's added to foods to balance the acidity, to prevent spoilage, retain moisture. There's just so many functional properties that sugar has in food. Yeah, no, that's just such a, a great fact. Um, and now to kind of further break it down, um, there's you know some background that we want to like start out with here and just to really explain the different types of sugar um, because we really feel like this is a source of confusion, um, you know, and it can just be a helpful way to set up the rest of this episode here. So uh, natural sugar is sugar that's found uh, in fruits, vegetables, milk, and products made with these ingredients. So like ice cream, yogurt, so forth. Added sugars are caloric sweeteners such as sucrose, high fructose corn syrup, honey, maple syrup, brown sugar, et cetera. And those are just kind of a few of those examples that manufacturers add to foods during the preparation and processing process uh, for packaging. The main sources of added sugars in our diet um, include sweetened beverages like soda, tea, and fruit drinks, as well as snacks, sweets, and candy, cakes, cookies, things like that. Uh, And added sugar is found in many foods too. So you may not think of them being in, um, you know, some of these foods that we'll discuss, but so some other examples would include yogurt, cereal, granola bars, and condiments, just to again, name a few. A lot of foods actually have a combination of both natural and added sugars in them. So one, I think, and this is probably, you would agree, Catherine, one of the most confusing types of foods that you'll see it in is yogurt, um, as well as ice cream. So again, they have that natural sugar from the milk, of course, and then they also have added sugar that's to, you know, sweeten and flavor them. So we'll kind of dig into that in a little bit more detail for sure, but I think that's just a big source of confusion right there. It is. And we are going to talk about in a few minutes how we can help decipher because they've done some changes to the nutrition label to help us figure out the natural versus added because before it was really hard to do so. So, okay. So we have natural sugars, we have added sugars, but there's two more we want to talk about. So artificial sweeteners, um, are sweeteners that contain no calories, but they provide a very intensely sweet flavor to foods. Um, so this would be something like a diet soda. So, and these are really good options for people with, especially with diabetes, because, you know, they can still enjoy those sweet foods without it affecting their blood sugar levels in the way that regular sugar would. So examples of these artificial sweeteners that you may have heard of. So saccharin, which is sweet and low 
aspartame, which is uh, NutraSweet, um, and then sucralose, which you might know as Splenda. Um, so those are a few. And then there's also things like stevia, which is made from the stevia plant. And kind of the newest one I feel like is monk fruit. Um, so monk fruit is actually a small melon. And I feel like it's really challenging. Stevia is like the new high intensity um, sweetener out there. So then there's another classification called sugar alcohols. And so these have some calories, but not as many as regular sugar. And I think this is particularly confusing because the word alcohol is in the name. They do not contain any alcohol. Um, their chemical structure resembles both sugar and alcohol, which is how they got their name. Um, so these you'll usually see um, if you're looking at the label or the ingredients, they usually end in O-L. So erythritol, mannitol, sorbitol, xylitol. When I think of sugar alcohols, I think a lot of like gum and mints you'll often find those in. Um, but it is worth noting that, you know, to excess consumption of sugar alcohols can cause some GI distress um, because they kind of, the body kind of ferments them in the gut. So, um, you know, definitely caution on that, not eating too many of those sugar alcohols. That's yeah, that's a great point. I think sometimes where people can get themselves into trouble with such products is like you said, like being sugar free, like mints or, you know, candies mm -hmm. or like ice cream and things like that, that you might eat in a larger quantity, you know, kind of, I guess, naturally not mints necessarily, but it can really cause some GI distress. Um, you know, so moderation means different things to different people, of course, but when it comes to what we eat, um, you know, making choices that fit within a healthy, balanced and enjoyable diet, you know, really that fits within your overall lifestyle is what we're going for here. Um, the guidelines, the dietary guidelines suggest a target intake of added sugars. That's around 10% of your total calorie intake, which, what does that mean, Catherine? <laughs> right. So what does that look like? Like, I feel like that's hard. So that's why we're here. We're going to tell you. So for a 2000 calorie diet, which is what the food label uses when it figures out percent, the daily value and stuff like that. So for a 2000 calorie diet, that would mean that 200 of those calories would be coming or could be coming from added sugars. And that breaks down into 50 grams of added sugar. So we're going to get in a little bit, we're going to look at some specific examples to help put that in perspective. But since they are now adding the added sugar line on the nutrition facts panel, it can really help you um, decipher. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think too, just to clarify, so the dietary guidelines, they kind of suggest this as a target, but certainly like that's the absolute maximum. So you really don't want to strive to eat that much sugar, <laughs> right? Added sugar in a day. It's more about like, you know, that's like kind of the most upper limit. So just to, to clarify that, if that might've been a little confusing, um, you know, so, um, you know, we'll kind of, again, dive into this a little bit more in just a moment, but before we do, um, you know, why is it recommended to keep a cap on added sugar in your diet? You know, as we just discussed, so too much added sugar with it, the absence of nutritionally well-balanced foods in your diet and an overall health eating plan might increase your risk for a couple of different types of conditions, um, including obesity, heart disease, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, high cholesterol, cognitive problems. Um, dementia was one thing that was kind of connected there. Uh, colon cancer, diabetes, kidney or liver disease, and, you know, of course, cavities and poor dental health. And so again, it's not to put sugar on, um, or kind of like on blast here in a bad place, but if you're really focusing on healthful foods in your diet and eating nutritionally balanced foods, 
these types of concerns would probably not be an issue because you wouldn't have room for some of those types of, you know, high added sugar foods in your diet. Um, you know, so I think really it shouldn't come as a surprise that if your primary source of calories is coming from packaged foods with added sugars, you know, instead of those really great um, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean meats, fish, beans, dairy, nuts, and more that we kind of always talk about, you know, then of course, long-term your overall health and well-being, um, you know, may suffer just if you're not eating some of those great foods. Yeah. And I think sometimes with, honestly, with a lot of these things, you know, like, oh, you might be at risk for, I think sometimes it's hard because all these consequences are down the line, you know, but I mean, some of the things like, you know, cavities or dental health, that's something that could be affected immediately. And I think most immediately is how you feel. Like, I know that, you know, sometimes you're wanting something. And, you know, I know that if I've eaten, I've gone a little overboard on the sugar, like I just physically don't feel well. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, I need to, you know, rein it in a little bit here. Um, (laughs) no, that's a great point for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. So with that said, let's dig into identifying sugars in the foods that we enjoy. And to do this, you know, what you kind of, you really need to do is take a look at the nutrition facts panel and the ingredients list. So back in 2016, um, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration revised the nutrition facts label to include both total sugars and added sugars. Now, most companies are doing this already, but some have not. I think it's like mid 2021 that is like the deadline for manufacturers to make this addition to the nutrition facts panel to revise it. Um, And this is really great because before we had no idea, it was just total sugars on the nutrition label. So we had no idea if it was natural or added. You had to like really look through that ingredients list to see if there were sources of added sugar in there. And like you kind of mentioned in the beginning, like you listed a few, but there's so many words that are just other words for sugar. And some, I don't even know like what all, they would all be. Um, so it, sometimes it's really hard to tell what was in there. That's right. And even just by the ingredients listing, for example, I mean, you really had no idea, like how many grams does that equate right, to, yeah. or, you know, what percentage of like maybe the calories that's coming from, if that was something that was important to you. So it was just really hard to figure out. So I think this is definitely a good move. And, you know, especially when p- people want transparency in products, they want to know like where products are being sourced from and sustainability and all those different things. You know, this is, I think a very great move. Um, you know, just, it helps folks eat, you know, better overall, which, you know, we certainly as dietitians are in favor of. Exactly. Um, and like you mentioned too, so I, you know, we kind of teased some of these, um, you know, kind of like less obvious sources of added sugar in your diet. And just to kind of go back to those, um, you know, when you really start to explore your pantry, which we both did, you know, you Mm -hmm. might be surprised to find the amount of added sugar in some of these very common, like everyday foods that you, you are cooking with and eating on the regular. So a few, again, that might be surprising are like condiments. So of course, barbecue sauce, ketchup, you know, teriyaki sauce, for example, salad dressings, marinades, um, just to kind of name a few, um, marinara sauce. So, you know, your classic go-to spaghetti sauce that you feed your family, you might be surprised there to see how much added sugar is coming from that. And I feel like now, um, there's one actually in particular that has become my new favorite, um, that it is a no added sugar product. Um, and there, I just feel like that even the flavor is a little bit cleaner. You just don't have that, you know, additional sweetness to it, which is totally fine. It's more of like a savory, but, um, you know, it's, it's just a good, uh, good, you know, kind of option there. 
nut butter. So this isn't typically in natural, like almond butter, peanut butter, sunflower seed butter, but in your kind of, you know, again, go to, um, you know, brand of peanut butter, for example, you might found, find added sugars there. Um, even crackers. So, you know, even savory foods aren't kind of, um, aren't immune to sometimes having added sugar in there. Um, breads, pretzels would be a couple of others to include there too. Yeah. I like your point that it's like, the food, like the, some foods don't taste sweet, but there is added sugar in them. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't think that unless you did check the label. So we did some looking around our own kitchens. It was kind of fun. Actually, it's like a little scavenger hunt. So we looked for products where the added sugar is added to the label. And so we found a few. So like you mentioned barbecue sauce. So that had 10 grams of added sugar per two tablespoons. So it's kind of, I know if you kind of think about it, you're like, wow. Um, and then and are two you tablespoons is two like tablespoons? I, mean- I know it's like nothing. <laughs> so to put this again in perspective, the upper limit on added sugars per day, if you're eating a 2000 calorie diet would be around 50 grams. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. So um, I had some flavored oatmeal packets in my uh, pantry. So one oatmeal packet had between like, there was different flavors. It was between like eight and 12 grams of added sugar per packet versus plain oats had zero. So then maybe you make the plain oats and you add your own sweetness with fruit, um, you know, from that natural sugar. So, uh, granola bars had about six grams of added sugar. Um, my favorite oatmeal or no, I'm sorry. My favorite yogurt had 11 grams of added sugar. Um, and I do have a, a sweetened breakfast cereal that I kind of keep as like a treat. And that had 12 grams of added sugar. So I think too, like one thing to note, is maybe compare. So like when I say compare, I mean how much total sugars in the product and how much added sugars in the product. So like my breakfast cereal had 12 grams of total sugar and all 12 grams was added. So like all the sugar in the product was coming from added sugar. Whereas something might have, you know, maybe it has 12 grams of sugar in it, but only four grams is added sugar. Like, so see, how much of the sugar is added sugar. And if it's all added sugar, maybe there's a different brand or something that you can look for um, that doesn't have that. Yeah. You know, that actually made think two different things come to mind. One, you know, in our stores at Wise Markets, you know, when you are shopping on the pricing tag of our, um, like kind of of various products at the store, we do have a no sugar added icon um, that, you know, is an easy guide there that you would be able to find on various products. Again, if it is a no uh, added sugar type of product. So I know just for one very small example, the pasta sauce that I mentioned, that one does have the no added sugar call out right there. So I think that's a good guide uh, for sure to consider. But the other thing is like, so the flavored yogurt, for example, you know, some easy solutions to reduce the amount of added sugar there would be to maybe mix it with some plain yogurt if you want to reduce the amount of added sugar a little bit. So, you know, go half and half, um, you know, one day, then eat the remainder the next day. So that would cut that in half. Um, the same thing that would go for the breakfast cereal. So maybe do like a very low added sugar type of cereal, or maybe, you know, there are very few that have no added sugar. Um, you know, but there you could do a little bit of a mix and match and again, reduce it a certain extent. Um, so I think some of those little simple swaps can make a big difference. Yeah, because it can add up quickly. That's for sure. Now, some of the obvious sources of added sugars, of course, would include soda. So a 12-ounce can of soda has about, listen to this, 
40 <laughs> grams of added sugar. But again, is that a surprise? I mean, you know no. that sugar is very prevalent in a lot of these, these sweetened beverages and so forth. The other tricky thing with some of these products, so 12 ounce can of soda or other like a 20 ounce bottle of soda or sweetened tea or, you know, another type of beverage, that's generally a couple of servings. So you might even be getting more than, than that, just as one example. Right. So when you're looking at the label, make sure you are quantifying how many servings that is. So if it says it's 25 grams of added sugar per serving and it's two servings in the bottle, right there, you, you accumulated 50 grams in that one bottle. So just as again, one example, um, and of course something like vanilla ice cream. So a two third cup, um, you know, portion would have about 20 grams of added sugar. Um, you know, which is again, it's a treat, it's a dessert. So I feel like that's where you want to spend your added sugar kind of, um, budget on, if you will, versus the soda. Cause you, I feel right, like personally, exactly. I get way more enjoyment out of ice cream than I would out of a soda. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> okay. So I think, you know, I think it would be something fun if you just kind of went around your own kitchen and took a, you know, take a look at some labels and see what you can find. And you might be surprised. Um, and so maybe if you do find like a yogurt or a breakfast cereal that seems to have a lot of added sugar in it, maybe next time you're at the store, you know, look for an alternative. Yep. Um, okay. So Beth, let's bust some myths. Let's do it. Okay. So myth number one here, uh, reduced sugar. So meaning reduced sugar, you know, that you might see that call out on the food package always means reduced calories. So the fact here is that when sugar is removed from a food, there might be other ingredients that need to make this, um, that take its place. I'm sorry, to replace both the flavor and the functionality of the sugar, you know, such as like the texture and so on. So these other ingredients often bring about the same amount of calories to a product as sugar does. So comparing the labels again, to really see what the, the difference is or to see what the best option might be is something here that we would really recommend. And I think that's a great point. So when you see sometimes like, um, you know, like a, a lower sugar baked good, potentially like there, they might have added more fat to make up for that reduced amount of sugar. Um, so that's yeah, kind of across the board, I feel like. <laughs> right. And so these are kind of things where like we call this health halo around mm -hmm. a food. So when something says it's reduced sugar, sometimes you think that it might be better for you um, when it's actually not. And then sometimes you feel like you can eat more of it. Um, so we kind of call that like the health halo. Yeah. And um, actually just a quick thing too, with regards to that, like even like, you know, like sugar-free foods or again here, mm. you know, reduced sugar foods for someone with diabetes, that's managing their blood sugar. That does not generally mean no carbohydrate, right? So right. like, again, don't be misled by that. And if you do carb counting for your blood sugar management for diabetes, you still need to look at that carbohydrate amount. Don't be swayed by just that, that, you know, bright, shiny call out on the front of the package, right? The carbs. Yeah. The carbs might very well be the same, um, on both things. So, okay. So our next myth is that raw sugar is better for you than white table sugar. Um, so the fact is that your body handles sugar the same, um, you know, kind of regardless of what kind it is. So raw sugar, um, is typically like a golden, golden brown, color. Um, and that comes from the molasses that's in it. So regular sugar is white because the molasses has been removed. Um, but still the sugar is sugar. That's right. I know that's <laughs> as easy as it is. Um, yeah. and here's an, another one that's kind of similar is that, you know, honey and maple syrup are quote natural, and then they don't count as added sugar, but 
they do. <laughs> so while yes. they're perceived as being a more natural source than um, white sugar, when it all boils down, the body metabolizes them essentially the same. So it is still considered as an added sugar in your diet. Um, and honestly, too, so just as one example, if you're adding honey, maybe to your tea in the morning versus the sugar, depending on, you know, depending on what you're using to add it, you might end up actually adding more added sugar from the honey because I feel like there will be easier to overdo potentially, I guess, than like dry granulated sugar. Right. So just something to consider right. as well. You know, if you're kind of squeezing it in from like honey bear, you know, type of thing versus a little spoonful, you might end up being, you know, adding a lot more. Right. Yeah. Um, and so here's, uh, here's mm. one that I feel like dietitians hear a lot of. And so it's that fruit is too high in sugar. So the fact is that whole fruits contain, I mean, varying amounts of natural sugar, um, not to mention like so many other important nutrients for your body, including fiber and like almost every vitamin and mineral under the sun. Um, so don't let fruits, natural sugar steer you away from eating them because the, I mean, the benefits are just insane. We, we, we could do like episodes on this. Um, but we will say that, you know, if you are, if you are a person with diabetes, um, and monitoring your blood sugar, we do want you to be mindful. Um, you know, that would be mindful regardless if you're eating natural or added sugar, maybe pair that with the protein source, um, to, to combat a blood sugar spike. Yeah, that's definitely one. I think if you mentioned that kind of myth to like almost any dietitian, they would be like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, you know, we want you to eat the produce. Um, you know, so that's such, that's a great one. Um, so here, sugar causes chronic diseases like diabetes and heart disease. Um, so really the fact here is that excess calories from all food and beverages, including sugar is a risk factor for weight gain and therefore may increase your risk for certain diseases. So some of those that we listed in the beginning, and again, this is assuming too, that you don't have, um, an overall healthy lifestyle and, and you're not eating some of those really nutritious, nutritious and, um, healthful types of food. So, you know, of course, in addition to this, other lifestyle factors are also risk factors for certain diseases. And again, we could go on and on about those types of things, but it's kind of like looking at the big picture, you know, with what you're eating, your activity and all those different things that really does connect. It's not just one specific thing that might lead to a chronic disease in most cases. Right. I think a lot of people think that, you know, if I eat too much sugar, like <clears throat> sugar, it's directly connected to um, causing diabetes, which mm -hmm. is just not the case at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a good one to, to bust there. Um, so in the end, you know, what does this all really mean? So in terms of added sugar, the key is just to be aware and read food labels and see what will fit into your day so that you are nourished and energized, um, but also still enjoying the foods that you eat. Um, and like, I think Beth, you said in the beginning or near the beginning in general, if you are prioritizing those nutrient dense foods as your primary source of energy and just being mindful of those less obvious sources of added sugar in your diet that we talked about, you are doing great. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? Yeah. I mean, gosh, Catherine, I feel like you almost took the words right out of my mouth right there. Um, you know, but I think too, it's just, it's about like checks and balances. So we would never encourage someone to, um, to deprive themselves, you know, you know, we want you to enjoy different types of foods, you know, whether it is like your favorite barbecue sauce that has added sugar or, you know, birthday cake, of course, that has added sugar. So it's making a place for those types of foods amongst a very well-balanced diet with all the other good stuff in there too. And again, like you said, Catherine, I mean, those types of nutritious foods are really the ones that make you feel like your awesome self. And, you know, you want to balance those with some of the, the other types of, you know, higher added sugar foods. 
Yes. All right. And maybe, you know, take a little trip around your kitchen, do some label reading and see what you find. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. You can get in touch with us by joining the wise dietitians, Facebook group, simply search for wise healthy bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wise dietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.